Transform your bathroom cleaning with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. You just spray today and rinse tomorrow for a no-scrub clean. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, this is your once-a-week solution to keeping your tub and shower surfaces sparkling clean. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. Join thousands who've switched to an easier clean. Get your wet and forget weekly shower cleaner today and make your bathroom sparkle with zero scrubbing. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here, there, but when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. Rob Lowe just did the Wednesday the dance. The Wednesday dance. I can't believe it. He was so good at it, by the way. Brian, there's a reason I didn't get Footloose. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Literally. It's me, your buddy, Robbie Lowe. Um, I'm really excited today because my super good new friend, Brian Grazer, I mean, he's a legend. I mean, he's produced television shows like Sports Night, Felicity, Arrested Development, 24, Empire. He's, he has 50 Oscar nominations for everything from A Beautiful Mind, to Splash, to American Gangster, to Apollo 13. I mean, this guy is on the Mount Rushmore of of Hollywood, but he is one of the kindest, nicest guys I know, and I never can get enough of his knowledge and wisdom. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Let's bring him on. What what is on the Brian Grazer ag- agenda today? Because you you are you live wow. you live the most interesting life of of almost anybody. I would if oh, I could I if I could trade places with people. There aren't that many, but I <laughs> no. think I I think I would have a very good time living your life. I'd trade looks with you right away. I'd like to look like you. Would you? Yeah. What, what it, would you uh, cha- What would you do? What would you do differently? Would you, I don't know, what would you go to Starbucks and wink at people? What would happen? <laughs> I'd go to all the, uh, <laughs> I'd go to all the restaurants. I'd go, I'd go to all the restaurants. I just, I wouldn't even have reservations. I'd just go in, walk around. <laughs> that's what you think it is. Is that, that's it. Yeah. Grocery stores, stuff like that. No, I just think I'd probably do what you do. Cruise around, make money, flirt with people. <laughs> <laughs> Men, women, animals. 
Yeah, everything. You're friendly. A friendly guy. Okay, so wait. So walk me through your day. What have you... Okay. Because uh, I know I you pro- you've probably done more interesting stuff already than anybody. Oh, God. Well, first, I dread working out. But I get up early, work out, do that whole little exercise. At 6.30, if, uh, I'm already working out, and I check the stock market. Mm. I want to see what my friend's moods are going to be. God, I'm really <laughs> being honest. I swear. That is true. Wow. I, I have a lot of friends that are CEOs, and I want to know what their mood is today. That's so smart. Oh, wow. Thanks. Well, by the way, as far as that, it goes in the same category as biorhythms. Mm. I, I, there are certain times I call certain people. There are certain times I try to sell movies and television shows. Obviously, uh, selling something, trying to get money. Friday is not the day to do that. By the way, that's why we have this day together. We're not trying to do either one of those things. Yeah. We're not trying to sell. Uh, we're not trying to score anything. We're just scoring love between each other. Two brothers. Two brothers. So that's so. So you literally will go like, yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not taking anything mm. to such and such Netflix or Disney today because yeah. the stock's down. I'm gonna just hold no off. Calls. A co- yeah. Really. Or I or I storm the gates if it's up. If it's up. I know they're feeling flush. That's wow. when I make the calls. That's when I do stuff like that. So that it made it, it. It's just one of the variables. Guys and gals listening to me, we'll get to it. But Brian Grazer has made great movies, great TV shows. Um, we're going to go through the list because I was going through the list last night, and it's just it's insane. But but also, you've done more with it. Like like. There's getting success and then there's doing something with it. And Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? And you're you're I think we bond because we're both super curious. Yes. And we like eclectic people and worldviews and experiences. And you and I have been blessed to travel together to some really interesting locations and have great discussions and and you but you act you're like me in that you that stuff doesn't happen by accident. You have no, to. You, ha- you have to go out of your way. You have to always be uh, disrupting your comfort zone. In fact, I feel more comfortable <laughs> in a disrupted comfort zone. I feel more comfortable being uncomfortable <laughs> because I feel like I'm doing something. I feel like I'm actively doing something. I'm actively learning something. I'm actively challenging myself. And often that leads to relationships that where you feel like, you know, not as deep as a soulmate, but you're feeling somebody else's heart. You're making a deep connection. And I get a tremendous amount of joy out of, and satisfaction out of reaching somebody or having mutual, a, a mutual connection with somebody as I've had with you. And I think it sort of began on these boat trips that we periodically take. And we ended up in the sauna together a few times and just chit chat and, you know, share our stories. That's right. Yeah, it's true. It's been it's been a great um gift for me to to get to know you because again, I learned so much from you and one of the things that people ask what a producer does all the time, particularly civilians, you know, yeah. people who are not in the business. And and as you know, I mean that it's such a huge catch. I mean, it, there's a thousand different types of producers, but yeah. One of the things that I didn't really fully realize about you is that you are also an idea producer. I believe you told me, correct me if I'm wrong, that the idea of Splash was yours. Yes. 
So it was actually my idea, and then I wrote a couple of drafts of that script. Jesus. And uh, then I had really good writers rewrite me, Lowell Gantz and Babalu Mandel, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting nominated for an Oscar as, um, on that. But it was just, it was, I had a unique experience when I was 25 years old and produced my first movie. And I had this flashpoint moment where um, a girl that went to USC and it was the most popular girl at USC, most sought after, would never speak to me because I'm, you know, I was just me. Um, they would, she would, <laughs> she, and all of a sudden, I'm at, uh, I'm on my set as the producer. And she's in the crowd as a you know a, a, an actress with one line, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she runs around the camera to say, "Brian, how would you like to go out tonight?" And I thought, "Wow, you never said that before." Uh, <laughs> I didn't amazing. say that. Right. I said, "Sure, let's do it." Yes. <laughs> and uh, and so I thought to myself, "It's going to be very hard." in Hollywood, or even Los Angeles for that matter, to find a girl that you could have real true love with in a town that is seemingly very conditional. And yeah. how would I detect that? And, and if I did find a girl like that, where would she be? And I thought she wouldn't be in the city of Los Angeles, and she wouldn't be here, wouldn't be in New York. But um, came to conclude that if I had to find what that girl sh- which what that girl would be, that dream girl. And then I superimposed this mythological image on her as being a mermaid. That would make her have superpowers, which I like when women have superpowers. Mm-hmm. And it also would make her much more unattainable. So I'd have a third act in this movie. And, and that's how that movie came about, Splash, with Tom Hanks. And I've, I've had several other movie ideas, including Liar Liar with Jim Carrey and uh, Night Shift with Michael Keaton. Tell me about Liar Liar. Is that where you just, what if, is it just as simple as one day you have a, the light bulb goes on and go, what if somebody was incapable of lying? Is it just that simple? It's pretty simple. It was, it was actually more of, um, what if you built your life, you know, you built your life on an ongoing series of little lies and all of those little lies start to add up and they change the way you conduct your life. They can, they change the way you're perceived, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, what if that person who's a pretty good person, but he just happens to tell an endless stream of white lies. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all those spinning plates crash to the ground. You can't tell any more lies, no more. And what would that look like? And that's that's the story. See, you're so creative that you're de- developing these ideas, not developing, coming up with them. It's so amazing to me. I just, I, I guess, I just assumed you were like so many other really successful producers. You know, Dick Zanuck comes to mind. And, oh yeah, and you know, I mean, like uh, uh, who who else is out there? I mean, you, you know, we all know who they are, and, and they're great. Yeah. But but they're not writing and coming up with this stuff. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, for the most part, they don't. But it was just my way of getting into the business and surviving. And I found that that um, I had a very 
active imagination as I still do. And I would write these ideas down. And, and many of them became the foundational, uh, foundational idea for the birth of a movie or television show. So your, your studio that you started with, um, your longtime uh, collaborator, Ron Howard, it's called Imagine. Yeah. So I have to get this piece of paper because this is so nuts. Because I've been toiling away in television oh. now for quite a while. Mm-hmm. and You're doing th- great in television, though. TV has been very, very good to me. All right. Yeah, it sure okay. has. Okay, so check this out, you, y'all. Imagine Entertainment has produced many popular TV series, including Sports Night, Felicity, Arrested Development, 24, Friday Night Lights, Parenthood, Empire. Holy shit. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. <laughs> because nice. there are, okay. I mean, I could talk, I could do a podcast about each one of these. I think Arrested Development is maybe the funniest show ever. Uh, the notion that that's a network television show, that Arrested Development is insane. It is my <laughs> favorite, favorite. Thank you. 24, I mean, come on. Tick, tick, tick. Dude, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> when they go to the boxes and that, doink, 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 doink yeah. that sound effect. Yeah, that was good. Oh, I I used to have that ringtone. I used to have the. Oh yeah. I had that. I I I made sure I had that on my phone. Chloe, get me the president. <laughs> Kiefer, I used to I used to fantasize that if I was Kiefer Sutherland, eventually you could just do your whole season in front of a green screen, because you're in the same outfit. You never have to change your wardrobe because no, it was always you never go to the bathroom. Never go to the bathroom. And don't you, eat. And you you don't eat, and you could just say, get me the president. You don't understand. It's all happening. (laughs) Whatever, just like. (laughs) Then you're running. (laughs) Then just running, yeah. Um, Yeah. And Sports Night, Aaron Sorkin's first TV series. Yeah. You know, as a a West Wing veteran and working with Aaron, what was your experience like with that? Because I, I will tell you, when we started West Wing, Aaron was still doing Sports Night. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. How about this? Aaron? Sorkin, on the first year of West Wing, wrote 22 episodes of Sports Night and 22 episodes of the West Wing. Himself. Yeah, he has tremendous capability, doesn't he? I want to say that again for any writers out there. 22 episodes of Sports Night. Wow. 22 episodes of the West Wing in the same year. I know. He's a dynamo. He... For me, of course, I, I you know I was the producer, but I really felt it would be more appropriate to say I was the passenger on that one. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> I mean, that's he was driving a Formula One race car, yeah, and I was in the passenger seat, going, "Oh my god!" You know, like <laughs> uh, he, he's really brilliant, and you were so brilliant, by the way, in your show, West Wing. I really wish you would have pitched me that idea too, <laughs> right? Oh my God, that show was tremendous. I still, by the way, during COVID, so many of my friends and myself, we watched, revisited West Wing because we wanted to get back to real values and real yeah. presidents yeah. and role models. And, and that show had all of that. And when things were important, they were actually important. There was no fake news in the day. It no. was all pretty much driven by fact and truth. And people would debate on a debate stage yeah. um, on a factual, not like, 
well, this number says that. That number is not true. Well, that's a bad statistic. Well, no, it's not. It's a real, it's like they they could engage philosophically, intellectually. Yeah. Talk about character, talk about worldviews. And um, and we made a show about it and you believed it. I don't, yeah. if, if the West Wing was made today, I, I, I think people would be like, well, it's not a drama and it's not a comedy. Yeah. It's more of a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It would be an entirely different show for sure. Yes. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky same day or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment? There's only one answer, California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. I, look, I love California. Um, and I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know the only thing I ever let interrupt my podcast? My dog. Take a minute now, please. Pet your dog while you learn about Bark the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style. From squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin, and sweet potato. Each box is inspired by a new theme and comes with fun surprises for you and your dog. For a limited time, they'll double your first box of goodies for free. I love making my dogs happy. Love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. And my dogs are obsessed with their chewable toys. BarkBox offers treats, keep my dogs healthy, and amazing new toys that keep my dogs entertained. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash Rob. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com 
slash Rob. That's harrys.com slash Rob for a $3 trial set. God, we both, we both were in show or part of shows that had uh, very strong political overtones, right? I mean, uh, 24 yeah. was, I mean, hugely, uh, hugely. Uh, when Kiefer, when Kiefer would torture people to get information on that show. Yes. And what I loved about 24 was like, you didn't try to have it both ways. It was no. like, and, and, and the same with the West Wing is like, you have to pick a side. West Wing was, yeah. okay we're picking a side where it's a democratic president. It's got to be Republican or Democrat. They chose Democrat. And so we're doubling down. We're not going to try to have it both ways because that's not how it goes. 24, Kiefer would get someone. There'd be a bomb. He wouldn't know where it was and he would torture the shit out of them. <laughs> and but, very good at that. And and it was great because you go, oh yeah, this, this feels authentic to me. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not yeah. like backing off. Like it's cruel and it's, gnarly and yeah. and you guys did not flinch and i also remember them being like sort of think pieces about 24 that weren't happy with it no i know well it was kind of prescient wasn't it yes i mean it often i mean it really operated on on what's going to happen and oddly what was going to happen often intersected with the release of these episodes it was pretty amazing. Also, the show, I mean, for me, it, it was a wish fulfillment show because I think we all, as Americans, are very proud to be Americans and, you know, enjoy the liberties of the Constitution. However, um, we built a lot of red tape into our system. So it, it disabled somebody like Jack Bauer that's trying to do good uh, from actually killing and getting bad guys. And so he became this character that said, I don't care about the rules. I'm at CTU. I'm going to kick your ass, you know? And it was, it was just, uh, and, you know, and create justice, essentially. It's such a great part. For, and Kiefer's so good in it. I remember driving down, um, I believe it was Melrose mm-hmm. and Kiefer, I, who I'd known off and on throughout the years, kind of coming up together. But I hadn't seen him in a long time. And yeah. he pulled up. And I, we started talking and West Wing had just come out and he was saying how much he liked it. And he was like, how do you like it? I, I've seen what it's done for you. It's so great. I, I think I'm going to go do a TV show. I'm going to meet them right now. And he was on his way to talk to you guys about 24. Oh my God. That's wild. Yeah, it was super cool. Wow. Eight Mile. Yes. Eight I Mile. Made f- I started as a movie producer. Eight Mile. Okay. Yeah. Eminem, Lose Yourself, Curtis Hansen, who I worked with on Bad Influence. Uh, did he direct that? He directed Bad Influence. Was he, how was he on that? He was great. Oh, good. He was great. great. He was fantastic. Um, yeah, good. And, you know, it was obviously post him directing, uh, a pre, sorry, him directing LA Confidential. Yes. I've started more directors on great careers who never called me again. I have a really, really, I have a really good list. I really, truly do. It's a, it's a sure list. You do. I, sure you I, do. I, I give them the leg up and then they yeah. move on to the next. You worked pop. with Steven Soderbergh? I did. I worked with, I worked with Soderbergh. Um, I didn't start Steven. No, He's one of the no. few that came to me. Soderbergh, Coppola, Zemeckis. I mean, there's been wow. a, a bunch Those of them. Those are great directors. Yeah. I've learned a lot from them. Um, yeah. By the way, Ed Zwick, who I'm going to have on the show, uh, 
has okay. written, he's written a book. It's amazing. Uh, You're going to love this a book on directing and navigating Hollywood. Oh, I'd like to read that. Yes. In the meantime, I think you better read my book first. It's called A Curious Mind, The Secret to a Bigger Life. It's out. Uh, it, was, it was a New York Times bestseller, but now it's been reimagined to accommodate today um, our, ch- our changing Tell world. me all about I was going to get to it, but tell me all about it, the, the, the reimagining part in particular. Well, what happened is I wrote two books. One was The Curious Mind, The Secret to a Bigger Life, and the other one was a, a several years later, and that was called Face to Face, The Art of Human Connection. And that came about because I realized that all of these very rich and interesting conversations with hundreds of Nobel laureates, presidents, diplomats, martial artists, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Edward Teller, all of these people who shared so much of themselves with me, Princess Di, um, they wouldn't have done that unless I had really connected with them. They would just disengage. Yes. So I've realized that face-to-face is essential in our, in our, in my life, um, getting these, getting these interviews and getting people to really share themselves, share their soul with me and where I could gather these insights and, and, and of course reciprocate to the extent that they were interested. And without being face-to-face, you're not able to sort of connect the human Wi-Fi that causes us to connect to each other's mind, body, and soul. So that's what that book is about. So now I've, uh, I've uh, edited some things out of each. I've merged them together. And then I've added more to this book. And it's out, uh, this curious, it's still called A Curious Mind. Holy moly. That- that's what that is. So it's instructional as to how, and it teaches people how you can do this. I mean, I did it for 10 years where I had absolutely no power or identity. I was just just a guy getting out of college. And um, I, I didn't have the credentials that I currently have. And you just, it, it gives you, it's an instructional manual with great stories that show how to be resourceful and meet the people you want to meet and have a competitive advantage in life and in business. Listen, I can't think of anybody more qualified to write that book than you. And again, I want to I want to emphasize to people listening, you had these meetings with no agenda other than learning. Yeah. It's not like you had a movie you were trying to set up or you thought no. maybe this guy could be some money for no. And and I think that's a huge part of that's it. That's what made it work, I yes. think. Yes. Yes. Is that I wasn't trying to commercialize it in any way, That's and right. there was never going to be an ask. There was, there, they knew Brian is not going to ask for anything. I'm not going to ask for a job. I'm going to ask for money. I'm not asking for anything. It's really just about a pure human connection, one on one. It was never with food. It was always. Oh, it was I don't want any. With, it was never, never with food. food. No, I don't want to be distracted by waiters and people. I didn't want our body chemistry to change. You know, if somebody needed a, some fruit or something like that, of course, or a snack, but it wasn't, we weren't sharing food together. That's so interesting. What other, Mm-mm. I mean, I know it's all in the book and I'm getting yeah. it immediately. But go but ahead. What, yeah. what other, because I would have, I would have, I would have not done that. That makes perfect yeah. sense. It does, it, lunches are, it's not where yes. you want to do it. What a, day, times of day, what else you got? And, 
And I never with anybody else. It was, oh, I had so many friends and people say, oh, let me be part of this. Let's turn it into a parlor or an event. Or I didn't want to do anything like that. I don't want to do it with another person in the room. Um, I'm not going to record it. Uh, Now, sometimes I periodically ask somebody, can I record the audio? Because what they're having, what's being said is so uh, invaluable, quite frankly. So no other people can be around. Uh, It's always in an office. I'm happy to go to their office. I'm happy to fly to Boston to meet the aid scientist, the first earliest aid scientist. I'm happy to fly to Moscow to meet some very interesting people. I was happy to meet Fidel Castro in Havana. So I will do kind of anything and everything to meet and accommodate somebody that is that, that I'm very motivated to meet. Now, Zoom is killing all of that. But in, oh, yeah. actually, actually, you know what? Actually, counterintuitively, Zoom makes what you're saying even more true and even more valuable, right? True, yes. I mean, with Zoom, you can learn a subject in the same way you could almost, it's kind of the same way you would learn it on YouTube. But there's no body language. There's no... Um, there's no nuance that's involved. There's not a lot of laughter, you know, not, not a lot of things are funny on Zoom. It's much more an, it's much more an, an antiseptic tool for communication. And it has high functionality. It's just not going to birth a relationship. It's not going to birth your greatest date ever. And I have always felt like my goal was to make create the best date for both of us every time I had a meeting. You're good. Listen, part of being a producer and why you're so great is that is a essential component, no matter what type of producer you are, is that you can create the big tent or the, or the intimate tent yeah. where everybody's going to have the time of their lives. Right. Um, I and, mean, look, Rob, if you, you know, you've worked with these great directors and you've obviously learned so much by being with them and yeah. have different takeaways with all of them. I mean, if you were going to, if you had a project and you were in charge of picking that director, you would, you would insist on meeting. You would want to meet, right? Yes. To feel their energy. Energy is essential. It's an essential ingredient in chemistry. Do you ever, de- um, you are probably clearly are, are so far beyond this, but do you ever, I, I get into this thing where I get locked in sometimes to self-doubt about, mm. inst- in some areas of my life, I trust my instincts implicitly so much so that I don't even, I'm not even aware that there's a choice being made. That's, <laughs> what, that's and, that, and that's yeah. when I'm creating, like when I'm right. writing, when I'm, acting, when I'm painting, when I'm on stage, if I'm telling a joke, all that stuff, it just, I've long since transitioned beyond that. But in life, real mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. you meet somebody and you go, I really like that person. You go, what the fuck? You don't even know them. Or conver- <laughs> or conversely, more often, it's like, that's, that, that, that person is not Freaks for me. And then, yeah. and then I beat myself up. I go, who are you to say to make a judgment? <laughs> you don't know them. And do, do you know what I'm saying? And, and like, so, but what you're telling me is energy. Energy. Is there, and you can make snap judgments. I think so. I do. See, I knew you did. I do, and I don't regret it, ever. 
See, Never. that's what I'm saying. You're more evolved than I am. You are. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, no, you are. But, you're, you, but I you, feel really comfortable with that. I've had the most success at discovering actors, discovering writers, friendships. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a very energy oriented. Um, what is that person's aura? What does it feel like? I don't analyze it. It just enters me. Yes. So, so I'm good with it. I, I might regret a decision on something, but it won't be about the person. So your batting average is good. It feels good to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is good. I, I even have a rule that, and you can only do this through energy and some data, supporting data, but I won't make a movie with a director if I imagine, imagine that this will end badly. So I think of mm. uh, from the title to the first sentence to the last sentence of the movie and what that's like departing from that, you know, when it all wraps that day. I, I imagine, fantasize or imagine what that all looks and feels like. And if I feel as though it's going to end badly, where that, you know, badly, the director is mm-hmm. going to say some bad things or we're going to fight too much or, or disagree too much or whatever it is. If I feel like it's going to end badly, I don't uh, do it. I just don't do it. And you also don't say, when you imagine that, go, you're, you're imagining things. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't second guess and go, I'm imagining things. See, that's no. the thing. That's what I <laughs> got to get do. over. I do. I need to get, to, I need to get my shit together. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're doing pretty well. <laughs> I have, I have had. Very, that is funny though. <laughs> you're imagining things. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I have, but again, it's not in my professional life. Professional life, you, you feel you have more certainty in that. I do. Okay, good. I do. Good. I, I, I do for sure. That makes um, sense. Good. So tell me about, how's your meditation going, by the way? Oh, chanting or meditation? See, that's right. You're chanting too. Yeah. Didn't we, we learned that one, didn't we? Okay. So basically this, I do meditation. I do TM. Really me too. what I should, I should, you do too. Yes. We, we talked about that. Yes. You do it every day? No. I, I don't I'm, either. My problem is I, I, I'm afraid that I'm, what is that phrase that I always bungle? I am letting the perfect become the enemy of the good because oh. I don't because I don't do it every day twice yeah. a day as you're supposed to twice a day you're supposed way. to do it twice a day yeah. for twenty minutes that that I feel oh well then I'm not gonna do it at all <laughs> and so and I'm because I'm not perfect <laughs> yeah I don't like to I don't like to not be perfect about shit yeah I don't, I'm not good at it so well, it's I, I need more to get like over you it know you're supposed to do it this long to have it really work and you just I don't know. I don't know. For me, I just can't get myself to do it. It's not that I have no time. Everyone has uh, at least 20 minutes in the daytime. And and often you have 40 minutes. I mean, I'm told that Jerry Seinfeld does 40 minutes and maybe Tom Hanks does. They're pretty busy people. Uh, And there's so many more. But um, I was recently with a friend that I really like a lot. And his wife, who is a joy to be around, and she is Buddhist. And I thought, well, what, is, what does that mean? I know you, we know the mm-hmm. same person. And she started to tell me what it means. And I just loved her energy so much. I thought they, these two things must work together, Buddhism and her sort of 
constant sense of joy. And, um, and she introduced me to chanting. And I still do chant. I really find it very different than TM because you're, you're saying words and it's energy coming out of your mouth. It's not internal like yep. uh, as, as TM is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's pretty spectacular. I would like to try that. You sure can, right there where you're in your hometown. I know. I got to get it together. I know exactly who to call. I know the person to call to get this yeah. happening. But see, that's the thing is, like, again, we're curious. Yeah. Like, I'll try that. That sounds good yeah, to try, me. Yeah, try it once. Because part yeah. of me also feels like I don't want to try it. That's why I'm going to try it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I do know. 80% of me feels like that's really a good idea. Yeah. And the other percent goes, ew, you don't want to do that. Trying it would be okay. Try it with them. Hold the beads. Put them in your hands the way you're supposed to. Yep. Crunch them around. Period. Try it once. See if, it, see if you like it. I think that's good. Hey, listeners. Ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy. Thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your pup. They deserve to be spoiled every month. At Bark, we send your dog a whole collection of toys and treats made just for them Every single month, whether it's our fun plush toys or our ultra tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, we will double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash Rob. BarkBox is so convenient and delivers straight to your door and more importantly, right to your dog. I can't wait to try out BarkBox. My dogs need their toys, particularly the chewable toys. Sign up now at BarkBox.com slash Rob for an exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's get back to petting our dogs. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally long enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this, and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in, and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Rob Lowe today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Rob Lowe.
tell, but tell me about okay. where you think the where entertainment is headed. Give me your state of the union. Mm. I know that's a that's wow. a really broad yes, big it's, it's a very big ask. I understand that. But again, well, I know what I want to try to do. I want to try my, I've, I've I've done this pretty well in my career, but I want to do it better than I've done. Um for, and I'll tell you why, uh, what it is and for, for what reasons. I want to work on movie projects that I have passion towards, like obsessive passion. And I, of course, did that with the Mermaid movie, and I did it with American Gangster or Apollo 13 or certainly A Beautiful Mind because those movies had, um, uh, beyond just being, I think, entertaining and compelling, they had a heartbeat or a theme that I believed in. Mental disability, beautiful mind. I won't go through the movies, but try to do uh, things that I'm deeply passionate about. Now, why? Because I think when I do something that I'm deeply passionate about, it has a greater chance of penetrating and permeating the greater culture. And that has always been an objective of mine. I'm a populist filmmaker. I, I'm not a, I don't make art films. I make movies that have, that might, artisan, but they are not art films. Yes. Um, so I really want the fatter part of the bell curve to watch and experience the movies that I make. And so therefore, they have to be good. Um, and they have to be uh, virtuous. Either they have to be funny if they're comedies. They can't just be fake funny. Um, uh, a new movie coming out that is called Candy Cane Lane starring Eddie Murphy. I hope that pleases people. I think it's a unifier. I think we're in a country, we're, in a, we're living in a country in a world right now that needs to be unified, that might need some escapism. I mean, I know I'd like to laugh. I know that I'd like to enter another world of, and I'm hoping and believing others will too. And, and, and um, so basically you have to do work on things that you're really passionate about if you want to penetrate the culture. And the penetrating the culture is, 10 times harder today than it was then because there's so much streaming. And with streaming, unfortunately, the marketing, uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't really market movies as the way they did, say, 10, even 10 years ago, where there's outdoor art and there's in-theater art and there's in-stores or in the subway or at the airport. It's, it, they don't, so it's hard to find the things that you make, movies or television shows. It's very difficult to navigate and find them. However, if there's marketing and there's noise around them, there's a better chance. And then the noise will generate more noise. And hopefully that noise is good noise. So you think that the, because I, I obviously have a, a show on, on Netflix called Unstable. We're in our sec, we're shooting our second season. Good. Um, streamer, good show. right? Good, thank you. And you're right. They don't advertise. You're no not, advertising. I mean, you're not seeing a commercial during a playoff game of football on it for the new that so it's a whole new yeah. and the question becomes how do you break out how do you get into the culture and it's like this show Wednesday they did it's because that girl did the dance people like the Wednesday <laughs> dance you know whatever that Wednesday dance was really good it it's, got people to pay attention yeah but, th but that was a combination of happy accidents yeah so I guess my question yes. to you is how do you do it without a combination of happy accidents because there was a day mm. and you know it well when a studio could buy an opening weekend, they could. Yeah. They could they force could. it down your throat 
and you could have a right. big opening weekend and then the movie really does get to rise and fall on its own merit. Mm. But the notion that a good movie would go unnoticed. No, that happens all regularly. Now it happens regularly, but in yeah, the old now. days, it didn't. Now, now no, it happens it all the time. So how do you combat it? How do you find the happy accident? How do you find the Wednesday, how do you find the Wednesday dance? <laughs> I think if you got up and did that right now, you're going to have more people watching that podcast. <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe just did the Wednesday the dance. The Wednesday dance. I can't believe it. He was so good at it, by the way. Brian, there's a reason I didn't get Footloose. That's funny. We always, we always remember those things. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Happy accidents are, in fact, accidents, so you can't really forecast them. Um, you know, you can try to have your movie or television show come out on a date or a time or a holiday that has more opportunity for an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you if it's, a, if it's a holiday movie, you can have it. This is not necessarily an accident, but you have to work to have tie-ins with other brands and co-brand, and you can do things that could create happy accidents. Mm-hmm. You can get a star on a late-night show or... On or or on YouTube, that says or does something that is really wild. Uh, mm-hmm. Create, you know. Um, I mean, we know stars have been created or fame has been created through many ha- happy accidents. Well, that's what the next place I was getting to is. What is your? Again, you've been you've you've worked with everybody from Hanks to. Denzel, Eddie Murphy now. I mean, there's almost nobody that you haven't worked with. Right. And, uh, on some capacity. And what is your... Leonardo DiCaprio, who's amazing. Leo, you did... What, what Was it Blood Diamond? What did you do with it? What was no, the, the I did a movie that Clint Eastwood directed on J. Edgar Hoover called J. Edgar. That's oh, great. He's great yeah. in it. That's a great movie. He was, he was so good in it. He's yeah. so good in that movie. He's good in everything. Um, he is. But what is your assessment of celebrity... Movie stars, what it takes to be a movie star, has it changed? What's new? Give me some. Well, give me some info in the in that broad world. category of fame. I mean, look, we've, you know, uh, there's been recent studies that prove that kindergartners in our country aspire to be influencers at kindergarten age. So that's not a good sign. So basically, and to be an influencer, really just is saying you have to have fame, lots of likes. Mm-hmm. Does talent always win? It used to. <laughs> I don't know if it does necessarily does today. Wait, hang on. Hang on. I want to dig in on that. Because you are among the most sunny, optimistic, glass half full guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that's what I love about you. Yeah. In, in, a town, you. in a town full of misanthropes and schadenfraud. Yeah. And so... The notion that you are saying it's possible today that talent doesn't always win is super right. significant. Yeah, it just doesn't. Um, I think talent wins, often wins, but, but I think talent has to work harder to be a team leader in the movie or television that they do and do publicity or get, say, hey, listen, I want some, I want Beyonce to do a track on this movie. I, if I can't get a promise that uh, that you'll try to get Beyonce or Taylor Swift or Brianna, 
then, you know, that's a consideration. Maybe I don't want to make that movie then, you know? Um, Right. So you can try to influence those things. They should certainly be in your mind and you should try because you have more happy accidents the more variables that you put into play. So if you get a talented artist, a singer, or you get a talent artist that does your artwork, you know, things like that will help. So what I'm, what I get from this, and this is, I'm, I'm, this is a question that, and a subject that I brought up to you, not because we're doing a podcast. I literally want to know this from you because okay. it helps me design where I'm headed in my own career and life. Because again, okay. I think you're one of the smartest guys out there. You're telling me that having talent today where we currently sit now, may change, but right now, yeah. being talented in no way is enough. Mm. It, you, you have to be entrepreneurial. You have to think outside the box. You have, to be, you have to be willing to hustle. Yes. You have to be willing to, I mean, there was a day, and there's still some actors who don't do publicity. Right. They don't do publicity, and they only count on incoming phone calls. Now, movie stars do outgoing phone calls and they do do publicity and they want the best result for a bunch of reasons. Even if it's just to create their next brand, okay, their next tequila. <laughs> and see that all that stuff would have been considered gauche and unseemly. Like there's no world where Warren Beatty at the height or Paul Newman mm-hmm. would have been doing any of those things. No, or Steve McQueen or any of those guys. It would have been, it would have been beneath them. Or James Bond. No. Beneath them. Never would they think of doing a commercial or doing television at one time. For sure. And now it's, it really is, that's the, and then listen, the good news is you can do all of those things today Mm -hmm. and nobody categorizes you or looks askance. I mean, we live in a, in a world where if you win, and we can argue that you listen, you've produced the Academy Awards. We can, yeah. we can, we can argue the the cultural significance of the Oscars today, which I think is next to nil. Um, <laughs> but the 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 t- in the old days, if you won an Oscar, that meant you were probably going to get to do two yes. or three really big movies. Now yes. it means you're going to get a branding deal. <laughs> it does and sadly it does mean that oh no yes. no no it does it means you're going to get a branding yeah. deal and yeah. you're going to get a marvel movie if you yeah like you're, you come out of nowhere you're brie larson you've been pounding the <laughs> pavement you do this little movie you're brilliant in it, you get an oscar and what you get out of it is a, a commercial and a marvel movie that's what you get and in the old days <laughs> yeah. you know if you were deborah winger or whoever yeah. J- jessica lang whoever you got yeah. five great movies out of it Definitely, yeah. And a couple Sally more Oscars. Yeah, yeah, those days are over. Mm, yeah. <laughs> for, the most, for the most part, yes. You're, okay, I'm giving you the chance to produce the Oscars again. It's a good question, me coming First up. First of all, I, it can't be a TV show anymore, I think, is the real problem. Uh, did we ever talk about this? No, we've never no. talked about this. A friend of mine said it can't be. A, 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 another very smart friend of mine said it can't be a TV show Talk to your friend, Michael uh, uh, Rapino at Live Nation. Do it as a li- live event. I mean, a live event like a concert. Yes. That's what somebody said. I don't know if that's right I, or wrong. I think anyway. something, well, listen, it's not working. No one cares. Yeah. I haven't watched it in years. And yeah. 
It's boring. It's boring. You've never heard of the movies. You don't know half the people. Yeah. It, the, the, it's interminable. And it's, it's sad because it, it, it's, it's, it was designed to be an ambassadorship for what we, the good things of what we do. Yeah, celebrating. And celebrate what things. we do. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. I don't know what, what's going to happen. But um, I know that if you couldn't figure it out, nobody could figure it out. <laughs> I, I sort of figured out the show at the time because um, a few previous shows, uh, Oscar shows, they were more cynical. So I just said, I'm just going to only celebrate artists. So I only brought joy onto the stage. I made it the shortest Oscars. I think it was two hours and 20 minutes. It was the shortest Oscars. I thought that will hold people, in, you know, instead of 300, three hours and 20 minutes, Ugh. you know, or sometimes they're four hours. It's just crazy. I thought I'll do it the shortest. I'll do it the most uh, celebratory and I'm going to get comedians. So it's funny. Smart. Very smart. I'm excited about the book. Give me the title again. Thanks. A Curious Mind, The Secret to a Bigger Life, Expanded. Amazing. By the way, did you do an Audible? Can I get it with you reading it? The new one does, yes, it does have an Audible. Yes, yes, yes. But it's yeah. not you reading it? No, I'm just reading the, a few of the chapters. Uh, well, either way, I'm getting it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love you, man. This is so great. I love having people Thank that I you. love on and the people that I truly just can't get enough of their wisdom. And you're, you, you tick both the boxes for sure. Well, thank you, Rob. I can't wait to see you again. I know. we got, uh, Sauna. Let's get our sauna and our cold plunge. Yeah. Let's cook up that. <laughs> you still, still got to get your cold plunge on. Yeah. I've got my cold plunge. No, I have one. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. I've got one. In fact, I got a discount. I didn't know I was getting a discount. But my wife says, you've got to do a quick Instagram video. Why? Because they gave me... A 40% discount if you would do one Instagram video. I go, okay. So I did that. Brian, so you, you become an influencer. You become an influencer. I'm an influencer. See, even it's not enough to have, how many Oscar nominations do you have? Uh, it seems like around 50. Okay. I mean, you, say you have a mere 50 Oscar nominations. Yeah. Not enough. Got to be an influencer. Got to keep going. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Exactly. All right. Thank you, pal. Right. Love you, buddy. Adios. Bye. Take care. Bye. I'm going to get Brian's book. I'm getting it now. I'm going to learn stuff. How great is the notion that he doesn't call his high-powered friends unless the stock market is up? <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, hey, thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you got as much out of that as, as I did. You know, there's a lot about show business that I'm ambivalent about at best and um, some of the folks in it as well. But that, you just spent some time with one of the, legitimate good guys who also happens to be among the smartest and most talented. So I'm super happy to have presented him to you, particularly if maybe you weren't aware of him. You got questions? I got answers. Let's hit the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 320 Four five five one. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey Rob, this is C from Miami. I know you're a big baseball fan, as am I. I was a big, big Red Machine um, fan back in the seventies. 
there's a few guys that I'd like to go to a ball game with. One being yourself, uh, Jason Bateman, Billy Crystal, and Seinfeld. Who are your four guys you'd like to get together with or have gotten together with to watch a ball game? Okay. Thank you very much. Love your show. Hey, man. First of all, that is, I got like super touched going that you'd want to sit with me at a baseball game. To say you want to sit with somebody at a baseball game is like the highest compliment, I think. So thank you for that. And boy, your list, I can't argue with your list. Your list is sick. That's baseball spectator hall of fame list that you just put out there. I, first of all, I had the dream. I had the dream of all dreams of who I got to sit and watch a baseball game with. I sat next to and watched a World Series game with Vin Scully. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Quick side note. So as a baseball fan, you, you, you remember that they put up the foul ball netting much through a larger part of the stadiums, I think it was three seasons ago. And it was kind of a kerfuffle. Fans didn't like it or some fans did. And it was to protect people from foul balls. If you're a baseball fan, you'll remember that. I was saying to somebody, well, yeah, I think somebody got killed um, in Dodger Stadium with, a, with a, a, a fly ball. And then it occurred to me, I was sitting next to Vin Scully. And I literally turned to Vin and I said, Vin, was somebody killed at Dodger Stadium with a fly ball? And it was like the radio turned on. It was a twilight doubleheader when the Mets were in town and a young boy took a foul ball off the cranium of the third base side. He was taken by a stretcher and waved to the crowd to a standing ovation. He died on the way to the hospital. It was unbelievable. I don't think anything's ever going to top that. Good question. Thanks, brother. We're back next week. More fun and games. You're on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Nick Liao, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Research by Alyssa Grawl, editing by Jerron Ferguson. Engineering and mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.